Hello friends, I'm Amanda Barr. And I'm Rebecca Lou Brennan, and welcome to Dance Principles United, the podcast. Together, we are passionate about helping studio owners with the business of running their studio. Join us as we talk everything from marketing systems, studio culture, motherhood, life, and everything in between. This is the Dance Principles United podcast. Well, hello and welcome back to the podcast for another season for 2022. I cannot believe that we are into the new year already. It's been crazy. And this year we're having a big change in the podcast where we're changing it up and changing the name um, to bring it together with my other business, Dance Principles United. So many of you would know that um, I also own Dance Principles United with the amazing Rebecca Lou Brennan, as well as my hubby, Nathan. Um, we've been running Dance Principles United um, for about a year and a half now, and we've decided to, you know, really expand that business, and we're super excited to be, um, you know, moving into the next level with that. So what part of that is making this podcast. So hopefully you're still going to stick on board with us and enjoy it as much, if not even more as you did last year. So now I have the amazing Rebecca Lou Brennan joining me as a co-host. Hi, Beck. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Um, and it's my first time doing a podcast. So I'm also a little bit nervous, um, but I'm really excited to share lots of content with you guys and inspire you to be bigger and better in your business every day. So, so exciting. Um, so, Beck, tell us a little bit about yourself um, and what you've been doing the last few years. Yeah, sure. Um, So I own Pause Studios. Um, I've had it for 17 years now. It's a studio in Western Sydney, Penrith. Um, We usually sit at about 600 kids at the studio um, and I love it, obviously. And then when COVID started, um, I started Dance Cirque, um, which we now have nearly 100 studios um, running circus out of their studio, which I love doing as well. Uh, I do staff training, which is now a part of Dance Principles United, where I go to studios and help them to train their staff Uh, not really in how to teach dance but just in business the business side of things and have the amazing Amanda on board with me for Dance Principles United so that's all of my crazy businesses I have a four-year-old and 11-year-old and um, yeah I don't know how I do it sometimes but I love being busy I think I'd invite invite things in if I wasn't so busy anyway oh for sure so Beck and I have been um, business besties for I don't know how long six seven years maybe it's been a while um, and you know, it's been so great to have um, somebody who is just as crazy as I am, um, because we're both for sure a bit crazy um, and run too many businesses. Uh, we both have similar age children, which is lovely as well. Um, so we've been able to connect over that and our shared crazy life. So together, we're bringing a lot of our businesses together this year under Dance Principles United banner, which we're super excited about. Um, and, you know, we've been loving Dance Principles United. It's um, it's been such an awesome business that we've started. And um, we love bringing studio owners together. We offer a whole heap of different resources. If you haven't seen it before, we have a free Facebook group. And then we also have a paid membership, which is Dance Principles United Tribe, which we absolutely love. Um, And we do a whole heap of events. But that's enough about us. Let's get into the topic of the day, um, which is how to better communicate with our parents. So they actually 
listen. I know, Becky, you have so many um, parents and students at your studio like I do, and it's an ongoing thing. We all have those parents that don't read the newsletters, right? Yeah, definitely. And I've been doing a lot of staff training. Uh, Last week, I went to seven separate studios. And this is something that came up so many times was the frustration when parents do not read emails, don't know information and really, you know, don't get it. Um, And I think we need to change our mindset on this. I think that's the first thing that we need to do. Uh, So I wanted to tell you my cranky dance parent um, story to let you know why I changed my mindset on this at my school. Um, And this was probably probably about six or seven years ago, probably when I first met you, Amanda. Mm. Um, And this parent came into my studio and it was a full waiting room, obviously before COVID. And she was really angry and she was literally screaming at me. And she was like, I don't know my child's teachers. I've never seen what she's doing in class. Apparently there's some concert on next week, which obviously we'd sent out 5,000 emails about and, you know, everyone we thought would know about the concert she was like I'm just so sick of it and her child had probably gone out to the car was crying because she didn't know about the concert and the teacher went off at her because she didn't know about the concert and so when that moment happened my response to it was fair call like actually that's a fair call you haven't met the teacher in there because we stopped them coming into circus because toddlers were running around I thought a child was going to get killed so we stopped doing parent watching week with circus you probably don't read your emails and I'll talk about that a bit more later. You probably had no idea. You're probably just a busy mum who drops their kid off to something fun each week and picks them up again and actually has never really opted into our, you know, our newsletters or our emails or anything sure. else we we're doing at the time. And we all have parents like that. We do. And I'm I'm that parent. Mm. So I think when we changed our mindset on that um, and we brought Band into our um, – we brought Band into our – studio then which I know you use band as well Amanda yep, it's an awesome and app. as soon as yeah and as soon as we did that things really changed and we actually started thinking about that parent in a very different way and I think that's the key to when you've got these parents in here not thinking that every parent is the same as us I know Amanda you always talk about not every parent has grown up doing dance for sure and I think that you know sometimes in our studios sometimes it's their second or their third child's second or third activity it's not the most important activity in their life even though usually as studio owners for us dance was all we lived and breathed it was all our parents lived and breathed uh, because we were that kid we were the kid that did solos and um, you know were the front line it was all of those things that we did when we were kids but for some kids it's just a hobby that they do once a week Um, and you know what they're really into is netball or what whatever that is for them And that's cool too. We want to appeal to those parents too. Yes, of course, we want those dedicated kids and there's a place for those really dedicated kids and we love those kids. But at most studios, unless you're a super elite studio, we need to have places for all of those children no matter what and those families and those parents and and really think about how we're communicating with that parent as well. Yeah, when I'm talking to studio owners, I always refer it to myself and my little boy's swim school. So Mm. my little boy's four. He goes to swimming because that's the thing that he likes most and he hates everything else I've tried him with. So he goes to swimming twice a week because I want him to do something. I definitely didn't look at the school and go, oh, I'll just check out whether these were Olympic swimmers once or what their credentials are. I literally chose the school because it's two minutes from my house and two minutes from my studio. So to me, that's less time that I need to travel to get him there. That's why I chose it. 
I've never read any newsletters. I wouldn't know if there was a big epic swimming carnival or something on. I found out a couple of weeks ago, and Amanda laughed at me about this, um, and so did everyone when we were doing the tribe intensive and I spoke about this, that um, there's an app. There's an app with the swim school, and I had no idea until um, they sent me a message saying, don't forget if your child's absent to record it on the app. And but how long have is, you been at this swim school? Two years. Yeah. Two years. So, and here's the worst part, Amanda. So the other day I was like, right, I'm going to go into swimming and I'm going to get this app. And they did have a thing up on the wall saying the website for the app. But then I couldn't be bothered because I went in and it was all too hard. Yeah. And I'm like, all and your little boys there was... going, let's get in the pool, let's get in the pool, yeah. or whatever it yeah. is. We get busy. Yeah. Like life happens. Exactly. Yeah. And all they need to do is put a QR code up and I probably would have scanned it. So we've got to think about keeping it simple for our parents and what's the simplest way to opt them into our communication and make sure that they are getting that communication. And, you know, I think that's where we go wrong a lot of the time is that we get angry and think, I put all that time into that email and and no one even read it, but I'm that parent who doesn't read it. So oh, I would be too. I, I don't read emails from schools, from preschools, from, you know, I'm busy, but so are a lot of other parents. And so I think it's really about reaching parents where they're at and having multiple touch points. And I know that's what you do in your studio too, Beck, is not just, you know, not just relying on email, not just relying on a band app, having lots of touch points. And, um, you know, obviously you want to simplify it and make sure that you have one main communication method. But, you know, perhaps you need reminders on your Facebook page to check the emails. Do the teachers tell them in class where to find the information? Is the receptionist making sure they tell the parents where to get that information? Does everybody know where that communication hub should be? Whether it is email, a Facebook group, band, whatever it is for your studio, you know, how well are you communicating that and putting that across all the platforms? Yeah, totally. It's our job to educate these parents. It's it's mm. our job to show them how amazing dance is. It's our job to help them along that journey. And it's definitely not our job to get cranky at them when they don't understand the journey or when they haven't opted into it as well as we would like them to. Because it's not an important part of their life necessarily. It's a very important part of our life. Oh, for sure. But it's but it's probably not a super important part of their life. And that's, you know, especially with the preschool parents, I know you treat your preschool parents Mm. very differently. I do too. So my preschool parents are very separate to the rest of my school. They don't see what the rest of my school does necessarily because I don't want them to know about the crazy stuff. Um, You know, they have their own little band. They have their own even newsletter. We do a separate newsletter just for preschool. We we keep those parents very separate and we educate them. And it, it is about education. And then once we educate them and they're ready to go, we can opt them into that next stream of things. Yeah, that's such an amazing thing. I don't do a different preschool newsletter, but I love that idea. It's so, so good because, yeah, we do a different information pack and a different you know, um, information for the concert and stuff. It's completely different. They don't see the other one. Um, But yeah, even just a weekly newsletter, as simple as that. And I love what you're talking about, about educating, because I think that's key. You know, some of the most watched videos we've had on our um, Facebook page are talking about, now I'm going to get the word wrong because I am not a ballet teacher and Becky, you're going to have to correct me, but the bloody elastic ties on ballet issues. Um, Are they just called elastic ties? Have they got a proper name? 
The ones that tie it up. Yeah, yeah, the ones yeah. at the front. I think it's just called yeah. elastic. I don't know. I don't know what it's called, but like you know, we all you know what, what I'm talking about. But talking about you know how they're to be tucked in, you know, and mm. what the correct thing to do with them because the parents don't know. And mm. you know, we've all taught that preschooler that has those huge long elastic ties falling apart, you know, with huge bows, all of those things. But um, not everybody knows that and they don't know that they have to be tucked in they don't know that you can cut them off and or shorten them and so educating the parents about that is absolute key so have you got an education factor into your um you know your newsletters your socials all of those things talking about what the progressions are what the plan is for those students um, moving forward um you know and talking about you know when we're talking about concert and stuff what to expect what they should feel what should they should know and not just presuming that they know all the knowledge that you've gained over your last 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years um, being a dancer. Yeah, it's even simple things like when they come to the concert rehearsal dressed in a dress and thongs. Like you just, that happens every year with us. I don't know about you. And you just sort of think like, do you not realise there's a rehearsal? But they probably don't. That's the thing. Yeah. They don't realise. They don't know. Mm. And, yeah, it's definitely our job to help them through that journey yeah. and to help them understand what it's all about and why we're doing it and for them to not feel stupid about it. Yes. You know, I'm really big on us realising, yeah, yeah, embarrassed. And then as soon as an adult's embarrassed, they won't go back. No. I know I'm like that. You know, if if I even miss an appointment with someone and I did, forgot to tell them or something, I'll go to a different place. I, I won't actually but opt back into yeah, that business we all and, get embarrassed yeah yeah and understanding that and letting them know that you know that's okay and we understand you don't know everything about it and we're here mm. to help you so no question is stupid and you know we get that you don't know about it yeah for sure all right so beck what are you said band app is your main um communication method how many different forms of communication methods do you use in your studio? So BandApp is your main one. Is that right? BandApp. We have a printed newsletter that mm-hmm. we have each week and we actually are handing it out to kids, especially at this time of year. I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. And each week it'll have like a little link to the uniform where they can get their uniform stuff and we'll on-sell something new. It'll have band on it every single time. Yep. And then if we do have concert or whatever, it'll have info on that. So we have that printed thing and we have emails as well. Um, and our email system, I know we can see if they've read it or not. Yes. I think that's so important. <laughs> oh, my gosh, that's so important. So we do that at concert especially. We go yep. through and have a look at who hasn't actually opened the emails. And, you know, for a studio our size, that can take a long time, but we sit there and go, okay, that parent hasn't actually looked at it. Let's, let's call them. Let's, we text, we usually, what we do is we text them saying, Hey, notice you haven't checked your email, um, read your email. Here's the link for all the concert information and text it to them because yes, that's labor intensive an hour. And, but you know, that's our job is to communicate with these parents, um, and really make sure they know what to expect. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And I think, um, you need to have at least three forms of communication. For sure, for sure. I think, um, you know, having lots of different methods of communication is so, so valuable. So in our studio, we use BandApp as well. Um, we obviously use Facebook and Instagram, as we all do. We use email. We text super important um, information as well. Text it with a link to the newsletter, for example. Um, we use like MailChimp um, and having that link um, to the MailChimp works perfectly 
Um, and then we also have an online portal as well, which we use through um, our software provider, uh, Jackrabbit. So you can actually have pop-ups when they go in to um, pay their fees or anything like that saying, don't forget to go to this. Um, so I think, you know, it's so important. And we also try to do it different ways. So sometimes on Facebook, it'll be a post. Sometimes it's a video with captions. And we try to communicate the stuff lots of different ways. And I think it's so important to meet the parents where they're at. It's our job for, you know, it's our job as studio owners um, for us to get the information to them, not them come looking for the information. Don't just sit back and go, it's their fault they haven't read the email. That, you know, I see a lot of that on studio owner um, forums Mm. and groups. Like Mm. it's their fault that they haven't read the email. Whereas I like to flip it and think, what can I do better to make sure that they get that info? Is that how you think of it too? Absolutely. And I think the Mm. same as when you're teaching your students, you will try three or four different ways sometimes to teach that student because they're not getting it. And you've got to think about your parent like that as well. You need to say, okay, well, I'm a parent who's not going to read an email. I never read emails. I I opt out of them all the time. Mm. Um, So I would be much better to get a video or to see it with a video with captions so that, you know, when I am sitting and watching my son swim, I can quickly watch that video with the captions and get the information that way. That would be something more that I would opt in too so different parents are going to opt into different things and you've got to realize that um and you don't want a cranky studio parent like you don't want them to be going around and complaining about things because that can really filter through to everyone and it can filter through to your community so you want to make sure that those parents are staying informed and happy for sure one of the other um last ideas i wanted to leave you guys with today is you know, now that we're all so more confident online and showing up on video, on Zoom, on all of those things, um, you know, thanks for that COVID. Um, but, you know, I I think that um, that is a great way to communicate with your parents. And we're starting to do that more in our studio is have Zooms um, where it's like a live question and answer. You know, perhaps it's on a program that we're running it, you know, perhaps it's the comp team or whatever, but we do a live Zoom or a live Facebook um, where they can come along, ask the questions they need. We also give some information and speak about it. Usually it's the teacher and I speaking. And I think that that can be a really great way to um, engage with people in, you know, our new world. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And whatever works for you in your studio is great and test it as well. If you try something new, see if you get a lot of traction on that. Um, But the last thing I want to say is things will work if you work them. Mm. You know, if you do opt into band, you've got to, again, educate everyone on it. Don't think that everyone's just going to opt into it in a week and that's the end of it. You can leave it. And I'm sure that's what the swim school did. They bought an app out and they're like, cool, everyone will obviously go on the app and obviously know about it and we don't have to worry about it anymore. But it's that constantly educating. It's that constant, you know, we've got a lot of new kids coming in at the moment. We've got a big poster up out the front of our studio with all the QR codes to the different bands because our parents are picking their kids up yeah yes they get it in their onboarding yes they're getting in the newsletter but there's another way to try yeah it's just constantly trying yeah for sure well i hope you um enjoyed the new format of our podcast um we're changing it up our podcasts are now going to be weekly instead of fortnightly they're going to be coming out weekly on a monday so make sure um if you haven't already um you click that subscribe button or follow button um we'd love to have you join us every week um and thanks so much for joining us on our first dance principles united podcast beck thanks everyone i had a great time i can't wait for next week thanks